Welcome to another episode of the weekly webinar series brought to you by the Decorative Plumbing and Hardware Association, where our mission is to connect, educate, and elevate the performance and knowledge base for experts who work in the most expansive industry in North America. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's Wednesday webinar discussion on 2021 design trends. February was set to be a very busy month in the DPH world. Kohler hosted Kohler at Home and introduced over 80 new products. Hans Groa, House of Roll, and other DPHA members um, are also hosting their own virtual product launches throughout this month. Uh, KBIS had some glitches. Uh, postponing the exhibit hall and the introduction of many new vendor products, but we've still gotten uh, quite quite a few sneak peeks of some great new trends for the year. So we have a great panel of design experts here with us today to talk about the trends that they're seeing. So first we have Garrison Hollinger. As founder and principal designer of Garrison Hollinger Interior Design, Garrison transformed his one-man studio into a nationally recognized firm with a prestigious portfolio of work. GHID isn't known for one singular style or aesthetic, but when you walk into a room Garrison designed, you know it instantly. He has the natural ability to make a space timelessly elegant and feel exactly as it should. His recent residential product projects include breathing new life into an iconic Robert Rummer home in Beaverton, Oregon, and fully remodeled Mayors Leonard's uh, stunning private residence in Wilsonville. Garrison is known for being a strategic and creative partner to all of his clients and is an active contributor to the design community. Garrison, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Next, we have Janice Costa. Janice Costa is founder of KB Designers Network, an exclusive community and product resource for kitchen and bath designers. Formerly editor of Kitchen and Bath Design News, where she provided editorial content and direction for the magazine for more than 26 years, Janice has spent her career facilitating communication and education in the kitchen and bath industry by writing articles, speaking at trade events, serving on trade panels, not unlike this one, and judging design competitions. She's the author of two books, Everything and the Kitchen Sink, Remodel Your Kitchen Without Losing Your Mind, with Dana Manning, and Grandmaster Baths, and has appeared on CNN and other national media. She has hosted numerous satellite media tours, speaking about kitchen and bath design and product trends to millions of TV viewers from coast to coast, and has been quoted as a design expert everywhere from USA Today, The New York Times, and uh, US News and World Report to HGTV.com and The Wall Street Journal. Janice, thank you for joining us. Happy. Absolutely. And last but certainly not least, we have Jamie Gold, certified kitchen designer. Uh, well, I'll just read it and that'll say everything else. Jamie Gold is a wellness design consultant, certified kitchen designer, certified aging in place specialist, and Mayo Clinic certified wellness coach. She is also the author of three books on design and remodeling, including her latest, Wellness by Design, a room-by-room -room guide to optimizing your home for health, 
fitness, and happiness. Jamie's professional focus is the link between healthy living and healthy home spaces. She consults for homeowners and the home building industry on this topic and is a popular speaker at trade shows around the country. This was one of the reasons for Jamie's inclusion in a 2017 industry top 50 innovators list and being named 2020 wellness influencer in another. An avid trend watcher, Jamie also writes the monthly trend spotting section for Kitchen and Bath Design News and is a network contributor to Forbes.com on wellness design. Her articles have appeared in Design Milk, Fine Home Building, HuffPost, BobVilla.com, House, and numerous other publications. And Jamie has so much more that I had to edit her bio because she has so much good knowledge. So Jamie, thank you so much for joining us. Glad to be here. Absolutely. So Cabus, uh, actually, sorry, first, I need to launch a poll. So you now know who the panel is. We'd like to know who you are. So if you guys could just take a minute just to answer this poll. So what best describes your industry segment? I always find this one so interesting. This is so cool. I let just it's just nice to you know know who we have on here. I'll let it go for about another five seconds. All right, I think we've plateaued. We have 47% manufacturer, 23% rep, 10% dealer, 10% designer, and 10% other. Usually the other is Rebecca, but we got a couple more. So if you'd like to put in your chat who the other is. Please feel free. Let's see, we've got some things in the chat already. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, so as I said, please feel free to use the Q&A to ask any questions along the way. So KBiz didn't turn out exactly as planned, uh, but our experts still managed to meet with various manufacturers to see their new products and some trends have definitely emerged. Um, Janice. Let's start with you. What is one trend you have seen emerge in the kitchen and bath space this month? Position has been huge. I remember a few years ago when everybody was thinking in terms of resale, nobody cares about resale. If you're going to be in your house 24 seven, which many of us have, you want your space to reflect who you are. And we're seeing that with color. We're seeing that with um, designs. We're seeing it with the opportunity to personalize everything from refrigerators that you can and ranges where you can put a photograph and have that um, be made the front of your range of refrigerator um, to sinks that have these beautiful designs, um, you know, floral or other designs that are fired into the process. Just a lot of things that make the space work for how you live, who you are, your personal design preferences. And with that, you're seeing the color, the light, the elements that really make a house a home. Absolutely. Garrison, what have you seen? I'm, I continue to see the whole focus on matte finishes, um, continue to grow and spread. And it, 
you know, I did in a show home, I think in 2015, we did this really luxurious, like buttery laminate that you want to just lick. It's just soft velvet. And now I'm seeing that in, for the European trends and also for cabinetry, it's everywhere. So it's really, for me, we do a lot of mix of multifamily. So it's really great to see that luxe velvet matte finish, leaving not only hardware and plumbing fixtures, but now I'm also moving into cabinets in a stronger way, which I love. That's great. I didn't even like that hat didn't even come across as a trend to me. But now that you mentioned it, I'm like, oh, I did see a lot of that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Jamie, what would you like to add? Well, I'm always looking at wellness trends, of course, but they break out into different ways. And I saw different aspects of that show up. And one was you saw a lot of multifunctional uh, products that could do more than one thing. And I think with everyone focused on maximizing their space in this really challenging time, that took a uh, front, uh, front burner issue. Uh, you also saw a lot of multi-generational uh, focus and things that made it easy for older people. And again, that's I didn't see new trends emerge, more so an evolution of existing trends. A lot of smart home tied into wellness and everything was really turbocharged by the pandemic. You know, as Janice pointed out, we're all spending so many more hours at home. We want them not only to reflect our taste, but to work better for the many new things that they need to do. Absolutely. I mean, even here, you know, we're using different spaces. Garrison and I were talking about how our, our home offices have have changed with uh, with the pandemic and stuff. So it's it's really neat to see. Um, Garrison, I want to go back to talking about matte finishes because mm. I find that so interesting. Do you think that that's going to stand the test of time? And can you talk a little bit more about where you're seeing those and what you've seen that you really like? Yeah, I... Um, I do think it will stand the test of time because I think that there's so many benefits that a lot of people, when you think back of, um, using a polished Chrome or some of those other finishes, people, a lot of people worried about fingerprints or, you know, the scratches. And I think that there's so many attributes of a matte finish that really, you know, they hide the scratches or they're, they don't, um, it doesn't have that drag of cleaning and hygiene that people maybe associated it with years ago. So I see it happening more. I think that um, as we start layering in more texture, you're going to see that. And I think that, you know, the, when you, the color, the tone faucets, um, you know, seeing those that now there's this mix of, you know, how do you bridge? Uh, Cause I'm never have been a huge fan of the rose finish um so I, you know as we see that trending out and now there's a way to keep the gold if you want gold but you can mix it with black and and then also um the focus sb uh switching um if you look at like what they've done with kelly hoppin um and her collection whew, i'm so glad i was prepared for this i didn't even know this question was going to come um but you know it's it, has anyone seen the kelly hoppin her um, whole program of light switches and plugs. I mean, they're from the UK and it's like, I, you just want to like cash in your check and buy it. They're just beautiful. And I'll show at the end. I have, I couldn't come up with top 10 picks. I have top 13. Um, but, oh. 
it is, it's part of that, right? It's part of that really elevating um, what it is to mix these metals, which is a trend, but also the matte finish, I think it's, it's just highly desirable. And I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. Yeah. And I, um, last night, um, Hans Groa launched their new line and, um, I know I saw you have a picture of it, so I'll hold that for you, but they have a lot of matte finishes in there. And, um, I'm seeing through that. I also saw, um, the house of rolls, new launches Mm -hmm. and a lot of matte finishes there, especially the matte golds, um, which, you know, we've been seeing the golds kind of come more to the forefront, but uh, to see a lot more of these matte golds is really interesting. And especially, I'm just going to sidebar here, but when um, when I first started, when I first became familiar with Roll over a decade ago, um, they were ahead of their time. They had a matte gold in a couple of their lines and oh, they wow. continued it. Uh, because it wasn't popular. I mean, really, this was like 10, 10 years ago, maybe even closer to 15 years ago. And so now they've created this new matte gold and put it into mm. so many of their lines. And I said to, to Louis, I was getting the tour. I was like, oh my gosh, you were ahead of your time. I almost included, I have a Newport brass fixture I used that was a this brush uh, matte brass in a project in 2009 that still looks fresh today. It's crazy. Um yeah, See, you're you right. are ahead of your time. Well, I don't know. Like Jamie said, I don't, is anything new, right? Like they're just more emerging. I can see that. I can see that. Um, so Janice, what was your favorite new product release that you saw? Oh, you know, there were so many, but the Kohler Moxie Showerhead really excited me. I have always loved music. I love the idea that you can have streaming music in your shower and it is so advanced that they actually set the programming to work for a shower environment. So the music is worked out to um, be most, you know, to work best from a sound standpoint in the shower. And I think that's just a wonderful reflection of one of the things that we've been seeing in this pandemic that we want our homes to bring us joy. Um, Music brings us joy. A shower sometimes becomes that sanctuary and that escape. So if you can go and take a nice refreshing shower and listen to the music of your choice, it's just a great way to start the day. And it's wireless. You can actually take the speaker with you into other rooms if you want. So I thought that was just kind of a really cool, it's, um, you know, it's got, you can program everything. So from your favorite songs to the amount of time in the shower, I just thought it was a really cool product that took into consideration the functional needs, but also how to bring joy into the home. I would love to see more manufacturers working to bring music into the shower space. I think that that would be really great to see. And hopefully, you know, as our manufacturers continue in our industry, continue to improve their technology, I'm sure that that's something that more of them are going to hit on for sure. Jamie, what's been your favorite? Well, it's hard to pick just one. And again, you can pick I was, as many as you want. Garrison picked 13. I was looking on kind of a macro basis. So I really like the Polar Riff 
uh, faucet. I like the Moen Stia faucet. Both bring, you know, that hands-free that I think is so valuable. Uh, and I, I'm glad to see that increasing in popularity. Another one of my favorite products was hardware, but not necessarily decorative hardware. And that was the Hefala uh, tabletop swivel. And one of the reasons that makes it a favorite is it touches on that functionality that I think is so important when our homes have to do so much more. It also increases accessibility. So if somebody wants to swing out and sit down while they do their kitchen chores, whether it's prepping or cleanup, they can have a place to sit. It tucks away beautifully when it's not in use. And so you have a product that is, you know, hardware related, but it's also extremely timely in terms of what it can do for a space, whether that space is a kitchen, whether it's a home office. So, you know, that that was definitely on my on my favorites list. That's great. I just want to touch back to your um I guess, technological faucets, right? Your sensor touch or touchless faucets. Um, DPHA is actually relaunching our kitchen faucet education manual, aiming for this Friday, if I can get what I need from from some people, Um, but if not, it'll be next week. And what I found in, in putting this together and getting new imagery is so many DPHA members, but also just manufacturers in the in the uh, DPH world in general um, are have some kind of intelligent faucets in the kitchen realm um, and I hadn't I don't know if I just missed the memo or maybe they just got introduced this week or this month and that's why I had missed it um, but you've got parent and row has one house of role has a technology that they've um, put out through a lot of their kitchen faucets for the sensor. Um, Blanco has one, and I know I'm missing other people too, but there's a lot on the market now, which is really awesome because I've been a fan of this type of technology. I've had a touch faucet. Um, oh my gosh, since 2011, 10 years. Um, so I love it. Um, I recently added a, um, a voice module to it so that I can, or actually really my seven-year-olds are the ones that really like to do this, but they like to ask Alexa to wash their hands or my husband uses it to um, pour specific amounts of water. So he'll ask her to, and she's lighting up behind me right now. (laughs) She'll, he'll ask um, to pour four cups of water to fill a, you know, a pot or something. And so I think that I'm loving the increased uh, availability of the intelligent kitchen faucets. Well, can I add something? Because we have so many manufacturers on the- Absolutely, please. One thing I really want to see more of that makes the hands-free that much more valuable, uh, particularly when you get into the voice control is- I want to drum, hang on, I want to drum roll. Temperature control hands-free temperature control. It's available in the kitchen. I saw it at Cavis last year. We need it for the bathroom and we need all the lines to be offering that. There's, it's not helpful to the reduced germ spread if you have to touch it to change it from the temperature you want for washing your face to the temperature you want for water to take your vitamins or medicines with. So that's my request to the 47% 
of manufacturers on this call. Please, please, please. That is genius. Hmm. And I haven't seen a product with that, at least that I know of. And so I think that that would be great. I, I can, in my head, see certain people writing notes already. Hmm. Did see it for the kitchen last year. I haven't yet seen it for the bathroom. We need more hands-free for the bathroom overall, and we need that capability built into every hands-free faucet. Alexa, please turn on my faucet and set the water to 68 degrees. <laughs> Most people aren't going to know, so maybe presets cold, cool, warm, hot. So smart. Yeah. Make it easy for people. That's awesome. So I'm going to take what you just did and roll with it. Garrison and Janice, you have a lot of manufacturers on the call here. You guys are trendsetters, you're trend spotters. What do you want to see that you're not seeing? I think Janice should go first. Uh <laughs> I just got a chat that I am setting other people's Alexas off. So I'm sorry. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Now do you, Garrison. Uh I think Janice should go first. Uh, what should they do? What, okay, say it again then. Just what? Hmm. What do you want to see from manufacturers in the DPH world that maybe Isn't has there? started to come out but has mm -hmm. not bloomed or blossomed or that you're like, this is what we need and I need someone to make it, please? Wow. Um I was not prepared for that question. So uh, we can come back. Let's come back. <laughs> I feel like Janice has quite a thing. I know. Of course she does. I'm an amateur. <laughs> I like to see the ability to use some of these products with different applications. One of the coolest things I saw, um, I'm a pet lover. And during the pandemic, we had uh, the highest pet ownership ever in 2020. So people are incorporating pet spaces more into their homes. So I love, one of the coolest things I saw was a pot filler that was installed on the wall to fill pet dishes. I thought that was so cool. Yeah. So I took that out of that presentation too. I'd like to see how we can take some of these products and reinterpret them for some of the, the trends that are changing, whether it's universal design, whether it's pets. I love the interpretation. I saw a lot of the interior stories that you normally see in a kitchen moving into the home office. So I have this fantasy that I would be organized if only I had the right desk set up. I know it was a fantasy because I haven't been organized my whole life, but <laughs> I saw these little five foot desk spaces where they would take all these interior organizers and this terrific hardware to create these tiny spaces that could expand to be big spaces and then fold up again out of sight. And then you would have personalized storage for everything you need. And I don't know as, as much about creating new products as looking at what is out there, the technology and the products, and can they be repurposed for other needs that have grown out of a changing environment with more people being at home in the same place, um, you know, more people using open spaces, which has been a tremendous problem because we've had this whole open layout trend. And now you which have- Which I've never really liked. I uh, always liked my kitchen to be separate. <laughs> really? But so many years. Oh, I, don't, I don't think it's that, I don't, I don't think that trend's gonna pick up. I, I know I heard it in closed kitchens, blah, blah, blah. I don't think it's gonna happen. I think we need niches so you can have that sense of openness, but mm -hmm. still have privacy. Yes. 
and sound bounce. I have hair loss, so I'm very sensitive to sound bounce. But even if you don't, if you've got, you know, your daughter is doing a Zoom call with their teacher and husband on a call and you're on a call, you need to be able to somehow segregate yourself Mm -hmm. and minimize the noise. I don't think it's it's walls all over the place again. I don't think that's the answer. But I do think we need some way to separate and to um, minimize sound. And you saw that with appliances and you know ventilation, dishwashers. But I think everything needs to be configured in some way to make the home more livable when multiple people are using open spaces. I'm totally going to call out our fearless DPHA's fearless leader, Rebecca, our executive director, because we joked about we joke about this all the time because we'll be working. And she actually sent me a funny picture of me on her computer screen with all three of her kids at the table with her doing their virtual schools. And then we were on a call the other day. And all of a sudden her husband heard us from the, from, from the dining room where his office is set up and he sent me a text message, like, Oh, like responding to what we were talking about. So the, there's definitely this, this need for, for different spaces, whether it's a closed off kitchen or just some more defined spaces. I, I still think that I like the the idea of enclosures, right? And so that's something we've been doing for many years is creating these kitchen um, enclosures. So there's like a, a kitchen, more. there's the morning cabinet, there's the bar cabinet, right? So there's all these elements to where you can really, you know, compartmentalize what the task is and then close it up and be done with it. And I mean, we've been doing that for that. years for snacks too, right? We want to keep children and dad, whoever's coming into the like main command center, control center for whoever's the cook, keep them on the perimeter with like the snack center or the refrigerated drawer. And I think that, you know, one of the trends, so nothing new, right, Kimberly, but I'm going to kind of riff off of Janice is something that I would love to see just continue to grow is I love the kind of the the bump grind pop your hip and you you hit a drawer that opens up you know if you're throwing away the chicken wrapper right like you don't want to touch the handle and I love you know that there are some of those cabinets out there that you can kind of bump and grind and and then it'll open and you throw it you bump it again it'll close Um, but I'd love to see that for like my vacuum robot right like why can't he go under a cabinet and then when Alexa, when I tell Alexa it's time to vacuum, why can't it pop up, come out? Like, I don't love it tucked under a piece of furniture. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd love to see that to continue to grow and develop to where the automation is maybe a little bit more tucked away and pretty, um, you know, and hidden. And I think too, like, is there a way for upper cabinets? Maybe you don't want to tell Alexa to open them. Can you imagine if I said that right now and everyone's cabinets open? <laughs> cool. Um, but is there a way to kind of like when your hands aren't free to have the door open up, um, you know, out of your way. So I think the automation part, I like that. I think it could really have a lot of um, assistance, especially as we continue to cram more and more organization into these smaller spaces. I love that. And I, this, I just have one comment that touches back to the pot filler for the pet station and also um, the different zones in the kitchen. I saw an image recently of a pot filler over a coffee maker. It was a, it was a station in a kitchen that was just a coffee bar and it was not a wet bar. There was no sink, but there was a pot filler in the wall directly over the coffee maker. I was like, that is genius. So now someone can take that idea and go and Mm -hmm. claim, claim that they're a genius. Cause that, I mean, that I was like, 
Like that's why we put a bar sink in our beverage center and we have the coffee maker right there. So it's quick and easy, but the pot filler, I'm like, oh man, that would have been so cool. Genius. Would have been so cool. Um, so Garrison, I'm going to call you on this because I got a sneak peek of your favorites and we've talked about finishes. I want to talk about color blocking and mixed materials. So I've seen, we have Kohler came out with this color block, which was a very interesting and unique way of mixing finishes. Um, House of Roll, I saw one of their faucets has the different color handles that match. And I know there's a lot of manufacturers out there that are mixing finishes on a faucet mm -hmm. or even on hardware. We've got a lot of that coming out too. Um, talk about it. Tell me what you've seen, what yeah. you like, what you don't like. Did you see Buster and Punch? Did you see what Buster and Punch is doing with their hardware? Oh my gosh. I'm in I'm just, I'm shocked. And they're a DPHA member. So I'm hoping that they're going to send me all of this information so I can see it because I have and not. And I should do product testing. There you uh, go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we've used um, Buster and Punch in some of our very exclusive properties in the snow regions. I mean, just beautiful, classic pieces. But okay, this is nuts. So they're now mixing. There's this new program called Linear. And it. I'm from rural Kansas, right? That's where I grew up. And when we used to see metal, you heat it up. If it's aluminum, it turns colors. So what they're doing is they're bringing in fashion design into um, adding like kind of their own twist and their spin on it. And so there's this beautiful uh, aluminum piece uh, or extruded metal. Um, and then it has like this bright cobalt blue and then it fades into a brass color. I mean, it's, uh, I'm just, I was in shock. And then also um, Borgie is working on these um, sinks. They're a clear resin that are a single pedestal stand. I don't know if anyone saw those. They're by Antonio Lupe um, from Italy that just, I, it just kind of knocks me off my feet. Like they're just incredible. So I think that, you know, as we continue to see this opportunity, um, you know, I will say that I pulled the grills. I can't remember. Um, there's outdoor grilling. Is it Hager? Um, I may be off on that. Um, it's one of the higher end um, outdoor grill kitchens. They're doing these incredible, crazy, freestanding cabinet style um, stainless in just like, it looks like popsicle colors, right? There's like, there's the lime, you know, dream lime, there's, you know, orange dream. Like, so the colors are there. And I think that it's giving us more opportunity. There's even a line with um, exit. I don't know if anyone knows them, but the freeze basins, holy cannoli. You, it's like granimals. Well, maybe no one else knows what that is. Um, you, Janice, you know it? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Granimals for Kids is where I used to go. I think it was Sears that introduced yes. that. They were so, so yes. Okay. They were genius. <laughs> you like, you have to have the same animals in the zoo or I don't like the hippopotamus went with a hippopotamus bottom. And anyway, so what they've done is they've got these amazing wash base. Sorry, just went off. Kimberly's like, it's been, no, I love it. And that's what makes the webinars fun. So go for it. <laughs> 
I know my friend Charlie Tool is probably like shut her down. Um, <laughs> well, but anyway, so with um, with Exit, what you can do is you can take their wash basins, and then they have oh my god, it's incredible. You they then have these dispensers that like it's the old grandma soap dish holder and toothbrush holder that you're like oh my gosh, now they're in metal and they're like matching colors, or you can do like a mix of colors, so that you can tell a guy I got a little excited about that. But so. That's what can I stem off of that? Yeah. So one, when we had our last designer panel, um, during our conference in October, one, I think it was then one of the things that the designers had mentioned was a need for more freestanding accessories. So you just mentioned toothbrush holder, tumbler holder, like the stuff of the past, get it off the counter. Okay. So are you, are you seeing stuff coming? Do you want stuff coming? There's we tell the manufacturers on the call to make them. I think if it could be a statement piece, that is, I think we're okay now that you can put away the balloon drapery curtain puffs over your window and you don't need the dried flower, like cornucopia crap in your bathroom. People realize now, like if you could, if we really can truly turn these accessories into art and beautiful statements of simplicity that coordinate, done. That's what we're going to spend our money on. I mean, we're already seeing towel bars, right? Like they are in the hundreds, um, reaching close to a thousand dollars for just a simple, you know, towel bar and some of these collections. For me, I would rather see like if we could figure out a way that. Well, and I think I maybe is it. I think Duravit did like these really unusual, organic kind of scooping like holding shelf things that were pretty cool. And then I think they disappeared. But so yeah, I would say. If we could see beautiful, thoughtful, organized um, accessories that are really truly functional, it's all about function, I think. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with Garrison on that. Functionality is super important. When it comes to like bathroom accessories, I want them to look great, but I also want to be able to put them in the dishwasher and sanitize them between use. Oh. And I want them to be non-breakable, especially in a bathroom that might have two kids or uh, couples, your your elderly parents who are staying with you for the duration. Or klutzy husbands. I want a separate oh, line than Jamie. I'm just beautiful, accessible, like beautiful grab bars, yeah. and grab bars that don't read that they read more resort spa than rehab mm-hmm. hospital. That's going to be increasingly important. I am seeing I more. Yeah. But I want to I want to challenge all the manufacturers in this webinar to think about that as part of your accessory lines, as part of your, you know, bathroom suites. Can I just say for Jamie, I, I would like a different line. I I'll take a line that's really gorgeous, beautiful that I can hand that we can wipe down with a Lysol wipe. Like it doesn't need to be just in case, right? We can have two two separate line items. <laughs> I think we're. I think you're probably talking to two different manufacturers as well. Good. And, and so one might be that primary main suite, and the other oh. one for the kids, the guest suite. So I'm with you on that, Garrison. That Genius. works. Oh, so it. can I play off of something you just said? And Rebecca's going to like light up when I say this. Can we talk about how the master bath is not called the master bath anymore? Oh, please do. 
So we're going to be writing, and actually Garrison is one of the first people that introduced this to me, and we're going to be writing an article with DPHA coming in the next couple of weeks about this, but all of a sudden master bath is no more. It's primary bath, main bath, but really I've seen owners. it as primary owner's bath, um, which doesn't work if you're renting. Exactly. So like I- Principal. Principal, yeah. there you go. Can we talk about that? <laughs> It's tough, right? Um, like where, like when did the shift happen? Because re- last Gary, summer you mentioned it. What, that was in December that we had that we yeah. had the webinar that you were on and you were commenting and I think you said something about it. 2019, and- we saw the real estate. We saw real estate start changing some of their. It's not changed on MLS yet, but we did. We started noticing this owner suite pop up in the south. We saw it for one of. There's a uh, golf course project we've been working on. And we did, we had to ask, we're like, is that a lock-off unit? Or we thought maybe it was like a liquor cabinet or we're like, what is it? We didn't know what it was. And that's where we saw it started changing. And then, right. I think like Jamie said, like last summer, I think um, just with all the awareness of Black Lives Matter and, you know, the, those moments of like, you know, should we reevaluate what we call things? It makes me regret that I did not factor that in when I was writing my latest book. And if I were, and now when I write articles, I don't use master suite any longer. I'll use primary or main. And I (laughs) can't remember which article I included that in. It might have been um, uh, Kitchen and Bath Design News, Trend Spotting, but. I know I mentioned it in one of my recent pieces that that is a trend. It was actually, it was Forbes.com. You know, one of the dominant trends is not a style at all. It's a way of thinking and communicating. And I think the thinking is as important as the communicating is. So interesting. What we did a little bit of research and um, the term master bath actually came from, I believe, a Sears catalog. Oh. It was marketing. It had, from from what right. we've done, and I'm sure there's more research done, but from the research yeah. that we, yeah, it was a Sears Roebuck marketing team yeah. for their mm-hmm. home sales. Mm-hmm. So it didn't necessarily even stem from what the connotation has become. Yeah. It was a marketing thing. Mm-hmm. So Not I find it all. so interesting. Kind of ties in with that whole, your home is your castle ethos. You know, I don't, this might be before your time, but it was always said that a man's home is his castle. Well, now you wouldn't limit it just to men, for one thing, considering how many women are, you know, homeowners themselves. But just that whole, this is your space, this is your domain, this is what you want it to be. So it probably came out of that thinking and nothing to do with slavery, but the connotations are there. And when we started to look at issues of racial justice, it became something, let's, let's rethink this. So interesting. So I'm sorry, that was totally a curveball. That was not on our list of things to talk about. Um, but Jamie, when you said primary bath, it, it made me think. So interesting, it's a trend. It's not a design trend necessarily, but a very interesting trend that I'm, I'm glad we took a minute to talk about. Um, let's see what else we have technology and smart homes we mentioned it briefly before janice 
talk to me about your favorite technology in the smart homes. I know you have been like, you were telling me that there's so much. So obviously a lot of technology you're seeing is in the appliances. I love the, um, the sharp microwave drawer that you can wave and open it. You know, there's so many things becoming hands-free, which I think are fabulous from hygiene standpoint, from you just juggling multiple things standpoint. I'm a big fan of multi-functional appliances. So what I like about this particular appliance is that it's a microwave, but it grills, it air fries, it um, does cakes, and you can wave your hand and open it. Um, Mine doesn't do that. Exciting to me. Um, I love the smart you by Moen Fawcett because when you have kids, I have nieces and I know how hard it is to get them. You know, you say, wash your hands and they come back in about a second and a half. Done. This is something where you actually, you know, you say wash your hands and it gives you enough time to wet your hands down and then it turns off for 20 seconds while the kids have to actually scrub for 20 seconds. Delta and Brizo's voice IQ does that as well. I love the idea that you are getting people to relearn because kids don't know how to wash their hands properly. They're, you know, it's like brush your teeth and then they run in and you can brush your teeth, you've got three seconds. So um, I also like that you can program it to fill the dog bowl, to fill a cup that, um, so you're not wasting water. So simple things, you're not, you know, distracted and the water overflows or you're doing something else. Um, Oh, there was just so many. I, I like the no touch toilets. I'm, I'm loving so many things that are no touch because you don't have the fingerprint. It's not just the cleanliness. You don't have the fingerprint problem that you often get with young kids. If someone in the household is sick, you just have less of a possibility of that being passed around. Um, everything being connected to Alexa or similar, you know, it used to just be you could turn the lights on and see who's at the door. Now you can do almost anything from your car, from another part of the home. And that trend just keeps growing. So there were a, a number of smart product products that I really like the shower. You know, you don't normally think of technology as being something that you would find in the bathroom, but the idea that you could program your shower to certain temperatures to have, you know, your 12 minute shower or your eight minute shower, um, that you have your temperature and your husband has his temperature and, um, that you can program the music and, you know, you're going to have your playlist. I'm going to listen to these four songs in the shower this morning, kind of get my day going. So I'm really liking, you know, I'm not a, a techie per se. And I, I know many people who are over a certain age don't want too much technology, but when you integrate technology and make it useful for you and that it creates a home that's cleaner, that feels warmer, that gives you things you really value, convenience, um, enhanced functionality, um, joy. That to me is where technology really works, where it's not about having gadgets for gadgets sake. It's not about things you're never going to use, but it's about, I can use my kitchen and keep it cleaner. And if I have arthritis, I don't have to pull open a microwave, you know, a drawer, I, I can just wave my hand. To me, this is where it's all about. You're, you're using technology the right way because it's making your home feel more like a home and function better for you and make your life work more efficiently, whether it's someone older, whether it's a child, whether it's multiple people using the home. So that's where I see technology at its greatest that we've moved away from that. Lots of pointless bells and whistles. And we've really said, drill down on what do we need and how is this going to make the space work better as a home? Can I piggyback on that for Absolutely. a minute? Janice touched on some of what I call the five facets of wellness design. You had the health and reducing germ spread. 
You have the accessibility and enhanced preoperation for someone who has arthritis or maybe Parkinson's and you make it easier to function, functionality being the third. There's another one that's important that relates to this and that's safety. And you have features like leak detection. And in the kitchen, you have ventilation that comes onto the right level when you're cooking, for example. And you have sensor vent fans so that you're reducing the chance of mold and mildew issues. So all those things tie into those five facets. They're all tech-related, and they all enhance your, your well-being, your health, and your home. So... Glad, I'm so glad to see this trend. I think the, for the designers on the call, you need to have a tech integrator on your contact list, just like you would have a plumber and an electrician. So that's somebody who you want to be partnering with. So not only are you protecting your client's health and safety, but also their privacy and their data security, which I consider emotional well-being. So I have an idea, and this might be a terrible idea, but we do have a lot of reps on. I wonder if some of these new technology companies and integrators and integration systems could be something that could be repped by a kitchen and bath or decorative plumbing and hardware rep agency to really get the, really that integration into the kitchen and bath. So that was that may be a horrible idea, but it was just something that popped into my head and I have no filter. Well, I think it has potential. Why not? Could be a good idea. Certainly people interested in that and their product lines, but having that connection to that expert, I think is even more important today than ever before. Absolutely. So this was not on my list. I'm throwing you guys another curveball. So if you need to take a minute, it's just another thing that came up. So Let's think like in the last five years, technology in the kitchen and bath and in the DPH world has come further than we probably ever could have thought. I mean, Garrison, if 10 years ago you told yourself the story about wanting your robot vacuum to be hidden, I mean, <laughs> just like crazy. Would have never. So what do you see in five years from now? What else could you see being run by technology? What else can you see her? I'm not gonna say her name since she keeps lighting up in everyone's <laughs> home. What else can you see her controlling in specifically in the kitchen and bathroom DPH environment? Tricky one, right? Does anybody, anyone attending this webinar, do you guys have any ideas? Please feel free to put them in the chat and I can read them aloud. Or you can just chat it to anyone, to everyone. Because there's got to be May like. I toss one out too? Hmm? May I toss one out here? Something of course. I did a few years ago when I went to CES for the first time. And that's the, used to be called the Consumer Electronics Show. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to see a link between your fitness wearables, like your Fitbit watch and others, and your home appliances. So that you're getting readouts between what your your calories and your um, your refrigerator. I don't know that we'll get to the Big Brother point where it's going to lock, 
<laughs> haven't gotten your steps in. It's going to have a big sign that says you're not hungry, you're thirsty or bored. But <laughs> you see the Samsung? One of the big electronic companies that does appliances, that is something that they are looking at. And I have started to see some integration between the wearables and the appliances. So did you see they're going to start Jamie? communicating with each other. Did Jamie, did you see the Samsung, the one that they had last year at KBiz? Which that- one? It was the integrated refrigerator that actually, uh-huh. it, it's part of the hub. It was on the, as you look at the range, it was on the far left. <laughs> I'm a visual, um, but it had, it was imagery of what goes into your fridge. Every time you put in the eggs, the milk, and then it was also calorie counting. And if you did your recipe, it could shoot down on to your range top. It's so wild because I think that you're like, that's that next step it needs, right? Is to integrate it with it the health programs. It, but you have to be careful about the privacy issues too and yeah. how that can be used, misused, exploited, hacked. So, you know, I have concerns because I've seen on the HR side companies wanting to get access to people's Fitbits and you know all that data and how it might be used from the carrot side and the stick side. So, you know, I have, I have privacy concerns, but I think things are trending toward that integrated uh, basis where you're going to get much more information. And again, maybe you choose to say, I want to get a reminder if I open the fridge and I exceeded my calories through my fitness panel, or I haven't done all my steps on the, um, on my garment or whatever the heck that you use. So I think we're going to see more links because the, the technology is there and it's just how it's going to be compartmentalized for privacy and health and, and not, um, not become a, a risk. That's great. So we had a couple of ideas from the audience. So um, Bria from PDI out of Atlanta um, said home water filtration systems possibly um, may, I know that there is some uh, technology linking the, the filtration systems, but um, to make those even smarter. And then also um, Christina um, says a temp for filling a bathtub. So that is a great idea as well. I would, that is like one of the like number one recurring arguments that my husband and I have because we can never get the temperature right on the bathtub. It's always a little too hot or a little too cold. Can't get it right. So that would be really cool to include technology in there to get. Well, it's just the tub warmer, right? You need to, it's, it's maintaining temperature, not producing maybe, right? That too. Monitor and control. Right. I, I believe that the next big piece that we will see in the next five to eight years is, has to do with home delivery. Um, where do the groceries come in? Where can they be staged? We are going to go back to our normalcy of life. There is going to be moments when there's no one at home anymore and maybe for your whole block right? It might become that again, that we really are out living again. And I see this and we're seeing this in multifamily. We're seeing this in high rises and mid rises there. There's a huge need for where do you put the groceries that are being delivered? Um, and so I think that there will probably be some sort of development of that, that comes into our kitchens. Um, 
and and also packaging you're going to see that you know packaging is getting ready to change cardboard are going to go away it's going to be more envelopes totes are going to happen so i think that there'll be a lot of multi-use we're going to have to really start thinking about our pantries and how we organize them because things are they're getting ready to change big very cool. I'm kind of, I've seen a lot of these, um, these new appliances and I, I wrote about it. Um, I wrote about Samsung's, but then I saw LG came yeah. out with them and there have been like a ton that I just, I'm not, I'm not as into the appliance world. So I just missed the boat on them, but these like refrigeration cabinets that look like pantry cabinets that you can just put anywhere. I mean, yep. you could put it next to a coat closet and you would never even know it's a fridge. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh man, my whole pantry could just be like panels of fridge and freezer. I mean, it's so cool. And I, I see the continuation of appliances in spaces that you wouldn't necessarily see appliances. Well, we, we thrive for plug and play, right? It's what this, the generation that are really the buying generations of today, they truly know what plug and play means. And that's their expectation. There is, you should never be able to, you know, hit your Bluetooth or put something in your USB and it doesn't work. They don't, they have no idea what a driver is. They've never heard of a print driver, right? And so I think that that's kind of the lifestyle that we have to look back at. That's who, you know, their expectations are. And that's why you're, I forget the name of the company. I don't know if anyone else saw it, but they have plug and play um, induction tops. And um, there's also this heating modular. So I think it came out of Germany. So oh, I meant to put that on my top 13, but I just like, I ran out of room. Oh, we are running out of time. So do you want to share your screen and show your top 13? Okay. <laughs> Cause this is so cool. And I want everybody to see it before we leave. Can you see it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to talk through it? Well, I think real quick was, you know, color. These, uh, the very top um, left was just, it's all about color. And I, that was my dreamsicle colors. I just love that. Two, I think the trend continues to be these uh, cabinetries of enclosed kitchens um, and creating these breakfast bars. Three, the tone faucet. I'm not a huge brass fan right I, i'm not a huge trend follower but yet i love it so i love the two-tone the the new hans Grohe. oh my gosh like this i don't know what happened because when i first saw the introduction and i saw the discussion i'm like mm. and then as they started revealing the whole faucet i'm like okay i'm in um the Kelly Hoppin, um, this is from Focus SB, the switching and plugs. I mean, we love, and there you can get UL rated, which is lovely. Um, the About Water faucet, I don't know if anyone's seen it. I'd love to see that in person. I've not. Um, and then Buster and Punch, that's one of their designer lines from Linear that shows this. I'd I mean, I just have so many parents that we're always trying to figure out, do you do for bar cabinetry lockup? Do we do fingerprinting? Do we do eye? Um, I think, Kimberly, on one of your last uh, webinars, I even talked about like we have a lot of families. Mom needs to get like an iris, you know, lock on her closet so her daughter doesn't steal her clothes. And I was like. <laughs> I'm going to need it. No, my girls are going to be like a foot taller than me. <laughs> but I love this. I'm like, this is, I, this is such a cool like fashion statement for someone who wants to lock up their bar um, on the bottom. Right. And then I love Woodio. I just, oh, I want to see this in person too. Yep. It's a hundred percent wood. Um, I love their slogan. And then I, I will say I'm late to the game. I, I didn't know what a drain cover tray was. I, 
I missed it. I didn't know. I didn't know till this past year that they existed. I want one everywhere now. I love it. I just love it because the gunk and I'm the one in my household, you know, I want that drain. You're cover. taking the Q-tip. Yes. I have major issues. My husband could care less. Um, he wants the faucet and everything aligned. And then, of course, I talked about the Antonio Lupe, these pedestal sinks. Wow. Um, and then the freeze basin. And then monogram statement. Holy cannoli. Um, and I love it. Like, this is where I think that, you know, it's kind of bridging that, um, you know, what Jamie was talking about is we do want to protect our data, but we also want it to be simple. We want the easy button. And this one, all of your apps and all of the menu, everything is downloaded via Wi-Fi. You don't have to go plug some hub piece into it or anything. So I think finally that was genius. And then the mat cabinets um, back at the very top, but sorry, that was my quick. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. Awesome. Thanks for well, letting me share. Absolutely. Well, we are right at the top of the hour. So we've kept you guys for an hour. Thank you so much for your time. This has been awesome. Um, we didn't have a ton of questions. I think it was because you guys just answered everything and really had such engaging conversations. So thank you guys so much for joining us. I forgot that I didn't introduce myself at the beginning. So if you don't know who I am, I'm Kimberly Glazer. I'm the director of marketing and sales for the Decorative Plumbing and Hardware Association. So little plug in there. Um, if you don't know who we are, please email me. It's Kimberly, K-Y-M-B-E-R-L-Y uh, at dpha.net. So thank you guys so much for joining us. This webinar has been recorded and will be found on the DPHA members only side of the website. And thank you guys so much. Kimberly, I just want to do a little plug for those who did not get to see all the products at the kitchen show this year. Um, KB Designers Network is putting out a free issue with um, products from the show, lots of products. Um, members of KB Designers Network are actually getting the double issue with twice as many products. But even if you're not a member, you can come and certainly we'll have this up by the end of the week. And it's a chance to see a whole bunch of the products. The show. Can we send that out through our DPHA newsletter so all of our members can see it? Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much for joining us and have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye. If you would like to present in the future or inquire about membership or sponsorship, please visit dpha.net today.